Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Combat Cast. Chevy Rooney, the man called Dave. And man, we got a jack show up here this week. But before we get started, Chevy, tell people what they can expect in the future. All right, next week, October 28th, Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou, boxing match, pay-per-view, ESPN+. Plus. We all know it's coming. Getting excited for it. And then November 4th, we're back with the UFC. Fight night, Lewis versus Almeida. The Black Beast back in action in Brazil. And then uh, after that, November 11th, card everyone's looking forward to, probably card of the year, uh, UFC 295, Jones versus Miocic for the heavyweight belt in New York. It's going to be a blockbuster of a card, and uh, I'm excited. But we got a blockbuster of a show today, including this is what we're going to start things off with. UFC 294 is this weekend. Chevy, before we get into main card, any fights? You want a profile? Uh, yeah. On the prelims, Trevor Peak is fighting uh, Muhammad Yaya. I don't know who Muhammad Yaya is, but mm-hmm. I do know who Trevor Peak is. Um, I think he has all finishes in the UFC. He has terrible, terrible technique, but he's just like a true dog in there. So, mm-hmm. um, fun, fun guy to watch for sure. Um, so keep an eye out for him, and then. Featured bout on the prelims, Tim Elliott versus Muhammad Mokayev. Uh, excellent, excellent matchmaking in the flyweight division. So we're looking forward to that one. But uh, let's get into the co-main and main event here. Um, also, uh, before the co-main, Johnny Walker getting a shot against uh, Ankalaev for a light heavyweight title eliminator, probably. So... Um, we don't need to go through that, but good luck to Johnny Walker, I guess. You Whatever know. you want to do. I actually have everybody. I had everything for the main card today. Did so you? Whatever. Okay, well, I didn't prove everything main card. <laughs> but we, can, we can go over that one if you want to go over that one. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'm picking uh, – wait, uh, what fight was that there? Johnny Walker and what? Ankoliath. Oh, Ankoliath. Yeah, I got Ankoliath all day. Uh, this guy is – he's virtually undefeated, all right? He's got – I say this all the time whenever we preview this guy. He's got one loss to Paul Craig, one second of the final round of a three-round fight. He gets submitted. He gets caught in a fight that he was winning. All right. His only other fight that he has, not even a blemish, is a draw, his most recent fight, to Bohovich, and a fight where they interviewed Bohovich afterwards, where Bohovich felt like he didn't win the fight. So I think Walker's got the power. He can always catch somebody. He's got that puncher's chance, but you got to favor Magomedov here. Yeah, uh, for sure. Smart money's on Ankalaev, but Johnny Walker has been winning fights that he shouldn't be winning uh, lately. You know, been fighting a little bit smarter, uh, more controlled. So 
I'm rooting for him. If, if the fight gets to the ground, he's screwed, but he can knock anyone in the world out. So I'm yeah. rooting for him for sure. And I'll just tell you what, too. Uh, just uh, what's the other uh, fights on this main card? I'm just going to make a quick predictions here. Uh, uh, let's look it up. Ned Nurmagomedov. Yeah, that one. Uh, I got to go with Nurmagomedov for sure. Uh, yeah. he, he's a monster for sure. He's kind of flying under the radar for the most part. Um, I don't know too much about Murin, though. So I'll just tell you that neither guy has ever been finished. Yeah, I was that today, and all the the losses they do have, they've never been finished. So Nurmagomedov, though, more experienced, six and two in the UFC, more experienced with quality competition. I look for him to get the win, and then uh, the second fight here, you got Ikram Ali Skarov versus yeah. Warley Abbott. Alves, that should be a fun fight too, actually. Yeah. So Ikrim, is that how you say his name? Yeah, Ikrim. Yeah, he's 14 and one, five KOs, five subs, four decisions. His only loss is early in his career, the Hazmat Shemaev. Yeah. So I'm looking for Ikrim to pull this off here. Uh, he's already one and oh in the UFC. So the initial jitters you think he would have, he's already got that win. I think he'll be Warry here too. And, yeah, Warley uh, been on tough times too, I think. He's yeah. Lost- a lot recently, so um, yeah, it's gonna be a tough fight for him for sure. He's lost two in a row and three out of his last four. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. There's a, there's a quick synopsis of the rest of the card. Let's get the co-main event, main event. All right, our uh, pieced together co-main and main event after yeah. you know fallings out, but uh, you know, shout out to the UFC also before we get into this for being able to save this, putting this together, mm-hmm. you know, almost more excited for these sure. fights, you know, arguably. So shout out to Dana and Hunter and all them for putting this together. But that was right. Kamara Usman versus Kamza Chimaev. Okay. One thing too, I think this has been called a title eliminator possibly for middleweight yeah. now. And uh, it's very strange considering both these guys have been primarily fighting at welterweight. This is Usman's de- debut at welterweight, uh, at middleweight, rather. So, very straight. But they are both big names. And on a technical level, it's going to be hard to argue that these aren't going to be two of the best in the world. Like, Chemayev has already fought at middleweight a couple times. And if Usman can beat Chemayev, then he's probably going to be a problem in this division. But that being said, here's the uh, quick synopsis. Hasma Chemayev, 12-0, six KOs, five subs, one decision. So one decision win is over Gilbert Burns. That was the toughest fight he's had so far. Uh, I think that's interesting to note because that's the last fight he really had at welterweight in the sense he did fight Kevin Holland, but that ended up being a catchweight where he completely missed weight for that fight. Eight pounds, yeah. Yeah, so I do kind of wonder if Chemayev at that point with Burns was already seeing kind of the end of his welterweight days. But nonetheless, his wins over... uh, uh, the Leech, uh, Gerald Murchart, Gilbert Burns, Kevin Holland. I mean, it's quite an impressive resume already uh, for so early in his career. Usman, though, 20-3, and three, nine KOs, one submission, uh, 10 decision wins. Uh, coming off his first two losses in his row, he lost his title in a fight that he was winning by a head kick and then lost a very close fight by decision in the rematch with the challenger. I mean, with uh, Leon uh, as the challenger. And uh, so... You know, Usman has been the man mostly all the way. You could even make a case that Usman uh, is right there under GSP, I think, as the greatest welterweight of all time, for sure. There's an, ar- there's an argument, for sure, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so this is this, this is the makers of a great fight because Asma Shemaev, 
what he's dangerous at uh, is striking and wrestling. He's really good, but usually, if you know you're a good striker, he has the ability just to take people down. He might not have that here with Usman. Usman's got great wrestling pedigree. He's not sucking weight this time. He's going to be a bigger uh, version of himself. So we'll see how that plays into that. And as we've seen at welterweight, when Usman fought another guy who, uh, you know, deleted the wrestling advantage with Kobe, we had some of the best fights ever as far as most exciting. So I think it's an interesting matchup. I'm going to favor Chemayev here just because we've seen him fight at this weight class a little bit. And that experience might play the factor, I think. But I think this is a pick because there's real to be too many X factors. How Usman looks here at middleweight is going to be a big deciding factor in this fight. Yeah, I don't think people give Kamaru the Us- or Kamaru the respect that he deserves uh, recently based off those two losses. I think people think that he's kind of washed, which, you know, he is older at this point, but I think you're discrediting Leon Edwards when you uh, look at it that way. He's a monster, and I think not cutting weight is going to be helpful for him. Uh, but he can't out wrestle or out strike Hamza. I don't think. Um, I don't think he's gonna have the mentality, you know. I don't edge on Hamza. Mm-hmm. Hamza's an absolute monster, so I- I'm having a hard time seeing exactly how he gets it done if he's gonna win. Um, I assume he's gonna be smaller because Hamza has known he's going to middleweight, so he's been putting that weight on that muscle on to cut down to 185. Uh, Kamaru has not been planning for that. So um, I, I think plus it's on short notice, you know, Kamza had a camp Kamaru doesn't. Mm. So I, I think it's just too many things going against Kamaru. If this was, you know, a full eight or 10 week camp um, for both guys, I would agree with you. I'd say a pick them fight, but um Unfortunately, it would be phenomenal if Kamara won, but I think that Kamzat finishes him inside those three rounds. So uh, I think maybe he hurts him and he jumps on something and gets a sub in round three. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope Kamaru shocks everyone, shows us just how great he really is. But uh, I'm going with Kamzat. You know what's uh, interesting about that is that your logic too about the uh, short notice, I kind of forgot about with this fight, and uh, I remembered it with our main event, which we'll talk about next because uh, it certainly becomes a factor again. Yeah, Islam Makachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky too. That's right, Volkanovsky twenty six and two, thirteen KOs, three subs, ten decisions, featherweight champ. Only loss in UFC is to Islam. Um, a very close fight. Lost. Uh, "Quote unquote." Right. Yeah. So yeah. So it's arguable, as you can hear by my colleague here. <laughs> so Islam Makhachev, though, twenty-four and one. Uh, his only loss, he got caught in like his second fight ever in the UFC. Um, he's uh, got four KOs, eleven subs, nine decisions. He's won twelve in a row. He's thirteen and one. And uh, ultimately, here we're talking about, and we saw it in their first fight. This is going to be a fight at. If you want to see high-level MMA, whether it's wrestling, striking, you know, submission attempts, like you're going to probably get a little bit of everything here. And 
Smart money would be on Islam for what Chevy talked about, I think, for the co-main event. Uh, Volkanovski's taking this on short notice. But, and when you start breaking it all down, these X factors all, all kind of factor in here. But here's one other X factor I kind of thought, almost as we were talking about this, this popped in my head. Um, Volkanovski, even the first time he took this fight, he talked about how people said, oh, why go up? You know, I mean, you know, you could lose. And he's like, that's a that's a horrible mentality. He's like, why wouldn't I go up? He's like, test myself. And this is a guy who constantly wants to prove himself, constantly wants to test himself. Took this fight on short notice. And as Dana White said, uh, you know, Islam, too. They like there was no hesitation, either one of them. So they're both very strong. But Volkanovski's the one here whose back is against the wall because even though it's short notice, if he loses this fight, he'll probably never get another shot at the lightweight title with Islam. And it'd probably be a long, long time before he would just get a shot at the lightweight title again, even. So that being said, I think it's crazy, but I think something's going to motivate Volkanovski here. And I think he's going to get the job done. I'm going to say a finish, a late finish round four. Bold claim. Yeah. I like that. I know I was going with Islam all day, but let's pick it. Yeah, so uh, as I alluded to earlier, I thought Volkanovski won the last fight uh, with his great cardio at the end of the fight. Um, Taking a short-notice fight is never good for a guy that relies heavily on tiring out his opponents. Um, That is how Volkanovski was getting the uh, edge on Islam later in the fight. So uh, I think Volk needs to go in there and get an early finish if he's going to win. I think he alluded to that a little bit in a, a few interviews I've seen. So uh, Makachev knows this. So I assume he goes very wrestling heavy early on to try to wear on Volkanovski's gas tank um, because Volk, uh, Volk has not had a camp and Islam has. Um, I think they would be somewhere around even in cardio at this point. But um you know, I, I'd love to say that Volkanovski goes in there with this mentality, you know, um, knowing what he needs to do and gets a TKO early in like round two or something like that. But mm-hmm. smart money says Makachev gets a easier decision win this this time. Um, so I, I think that's probably what's going to happen. But oh man, am I rooting for Volkanovski in this one? Yeah, he might have met. He might be with. Uh... He was the Max Holloway here, Islam, because, you know, we thought Max might have won the first fight kind of close. Volk got the decision, but then the second time, Volk did what he had to get the win, and now, given the circumstances, like, that that might be what happens here with Islam. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll see. see. Either way, some of the greatest fighters in the world this weekend are going to fight high-level MMA, high-level combat sports. And, and it's on early, also, 2 p.m. Eastern. It is on early. That's not what we're going to talk about next. We're going to talk about the opposite of high-level combat sports. Dylan Dennis, Logan Paul, they got it done in a boxing ring. Um, so I, I do believe this t- played out exactly the way that I said it was going to. Like, didn't I say that he was going to try to choke him out or whatever and get disqualified? Like, I'm pretty sure I said that. You did say that, and you were 100% correct. It's funny. Uh, Hawani had an interesting take on this. He actually said that he felt like Dennis went in there and he was hoping to tire Logan Paul out early and that, you know, he figured bigger guy, he'd probably wear out. 
He said, but then when he got uh, hit a little bit in round two, he realized, I don't really want any part of this. And then he just started to try to avoid uh, getting knocked out and just started doing, you know, silly things. And, uh, of course, this led to the disqualification victory. What I will say, one thing I liked, because I didn't like any of this from what I saw. (laughs) It's pretty ridiculous over the top. But I think a couple things I'll say uh, about this. One, now people will know. You know, when they order these uh, Misfits box and prime cards, this is definitely more prone to what you're going to get. And I would say Logan Paul's brother, Jake, is actually more on the serious side of what you're trying. Yeah. And, uh, and that's that. That's saying whatever it is. But, um, you know, it, it's it's more entertainment. It's more goofy. Don't take this so seriously. If you're going to if you're going to buy this and this is what you're into, know what you're getting. Uh, and the other thing I will say. One thing about uh, Logan Paul, which I'm sure, again, combat sport fans maybe not be a fan of, but as a guy who we kind of work with his podcast now, I kind of had to say, well, after he won his fight and he gets on there and he talks about how this is my hobby, WWE is my passion, and he challenges Rey Mysterio. Yeah, obviously, that's a predetermined thing or that. But in my mind, I started thinking, you know, hats off you for just having this athletic competition, you know, as crazy as it was. And you still were enough thinking, okay, I got to promote my next venture that I'm doing. And you didn't forget about it. You kept your eyes on the prize and you did that. So as a hustler, my hat's off to you, Logan Paul. As a boxer, maybe not. And Dylan Danis certainly wasn't uh, up to this task at all. Yeah, nobody better than Jake and Logan at promotion and uh, all that for sure shout out to them i mean what they've built with this whole like youtube boxing thing is is infuriating and also impressive at the same time Mm -hmm. Um, as a money-making venture to get people to watch people who don't know how to fight at all fight is incredible but uh yeah the actual fight and we don't even need to talk about the KSI and Tommy one. I watched that as well. It was absolutely horrendous. It was the worst fight I've ever seen, for sure. Um, but yeah, Logan, Logan and Dylan, the goal was to go in there. They both live on the internet. The goal is to not become an internet meme of getting knocked out. Um, mission accomplished. Does not make for an exciting fight. Um, yeah, like I don't know, I don't know what to say. What I thought was gonna happen, some carny bullshit is what happened. So, um, I was surprised that Dylan was not able to take Logan down when he did try to take him down. So, um, yeah, I I don't know what else. Dylan Dennis's striking was atrocious. You could tell he did not do any striking in in a camp or at all. It, it was just god awful. But I'm. You know, I I won't be fooled into buying one of these ever. I didn't buy this one either, but I won't be fooled into buying one of these ever. Well, we'll, we'll move on to our next subject here. But before we do, we got a question in the uh, chat here, and I thought I find it interesting. If Hazmat were to get the title fight against Sean Strickland, who do you guys think is most likely to win? So I will just say... A lot of this is going to depend on how Hazmat looks this weekend. Uh, if Chemaev looks as dominant and impressive as I think he will, because I think middleweight is definitely his weight class, then 
I would favor him over Strickland. That being said, the Strickland we saw uh, show up and what he did to Adesanya, I want to see that guy fight again because even though Sean's good, I was so impressed at just how much Adesanya froze that you know, I still wonder, was it Strickland or was it uh, Adesanya just freezing up a little bit because it was so crazy to watch. But, you know, you hear his teammates like Chris Curtis talking about, no, this is what Sean does all the time to people. So it would be fascinating. Um, and I do think Shamayev and Strickland have sparred together a little bit, too, in the past. But um, I would I would go Shamayev under my head. Yeah. Um, Sean Strickland is not walking down Shamayev like he was doing to Izzy. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that ends very well for Strickland. So I think he gets finished inside two rounds. So we'll see, though, most likely. And I like the way you worded that because that's another great segue. Speaking of ending, Showtime has decided that they're going to end their boxing and MMA relationship. uh, And you won't see boxing or MMA on Showtime anymore. Now, this is more of a loss to boxing for me. Um, Bellator is already on its last legs. Um, Boxing has so much history on Showtime. And uh, I'm kind of wondering what this will mean for Showtime pay-per-view as far as boxing goes, too. Is is that just gone altogether, or is it just not going to air on the platform of Showtime, the premium channel? I guess we'll wait and see. Yeah, I would imagine you might see, like, some one-off things. Like, you know, they did that Jake Paul boxing thing. You know, I wonder if you see some random one-off things like that because they have the ability to do the production but they they might just have gotten all all the way out of it i know espinoza uh has been laid off at this point so mm-hmm. I, I think they just pulled all the funding for that everyone is uh stealing the pirating the cards or whatever so yeah. it's, it's tough on them you know when you're paying your executives like hundreds of millions of dollars or whatever through all that time and people figure out that they can get the product for free it's hard to keep paying all these people so for sure uh yeah end of an era for sure though with hbo boxing closing down recently and now showtime you know espn is really the only one holding it down at this point so yeah it'll be interesting to see uh mma i think is really i think kind of this is just another um check in the column i think for mma being the top combat sports right now yeah uh you know what else is killing boxing is when boxing gets a star like a canelo or a um or mayweather or something like that they start their own production company Mm -hmm. and then they have to co-promote with showtime or something like that so they get a bigger piece of the pie and so, you know, it's business move for sure. But that's why, you know, we're seeing HBO and Showtime go away. They're not making the money that they were making before. So I, I laugh at that a little bit because I can't help but think, you know, everybody complains about Dana White and the UFC and the monopoly they have, which they do. And there are issues with that, big issues. But like what you're talking about, you can kind of see the problem when you give people almost too much freedom. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because just think about if you had more than one Conor McGregor in the UFC. 
because he's basically the only one at that level where you know he co-promotes with the ufc you know not necessarily co-promotes but his products are all over the ring and all this you know he's getting a substantially large piece of the pie um none of the other ufc fighters are getting that they're getting their pay-per-view points and their flat pay or whatever and that's you get what you get the ufc takes the rest and you know what they do with it is their own thing whether it's you know, doing productive things like building the PI and all that, or, you know, giving out tiny bonuses to fighters and Dana White and Hunter Campbell take the rest or whatever. Who knows? But, um, so I will just say this in closing, uh, as far as Showtime goes, I am curious to see if HBO gets back in the game and, uh, you know, maybe, you know, there's talk about, I mean, we're seeing uh, live sports on HBO Max now. Maybe we'll see boxing reemerge uh, at some point. Just yeah. We'll see. It does seem to be building in popularity because of these YouTube things, but I don't think the fans are really crossing over that much when it comes to, you know, watching the, like, the low-level boxers. Like, you mm-hmm. can pull for, like, you know, Francis Ngannou, and Fury or Fury Usyk, AJ, you know, you can pull for those guys. But other than those top, top tier guys, nobody's watching boxing that isn't already a boxing fan, you know. I agree. Now, before we get out of here, there were some fights this past weekend. Uh, why don't we just quickly go over the results? And I'm going to give you two uh, fight ideas I had. But uh, go ahead for the main event and the co-main event. Well, before that, because remember, I was not high in the co-main event. Let's just go, just talk quickly. Jonathan Martinez versus Adrian Yanez, uh, band and weight matchup. Um, I said this was probably going to be fight of the night. Well, unfortunately, Jonathan Martinez was too uh, effective with his uh, kicking game. And he leg kicked Yanez early, uh, damaged the leg. And Yanez basically had to fight on one leg until he ultimately was finished via leg kick in round two. So uh, disappointing, but great um, game plan and execution from Jonathan Martinez. No doubt. No doubt. Martinez is definitely one to watch for. All right. The co-main event, Jennifer Maya versus Vivian Arroyo. Uh, Arroyo uh, gets to win. Um, I thought from what I saw, pretty convincing, but just not a very entertaining fight. Um, I was just looking at uh, some potential fights for her, and uh, one that popped up in my head I liked was uh, Macy Barber. Oh, yeah, that's a good matchup. Yeah, um, they're actually next to each other in the rankings, too. Yeah, yeah, that's a good matchup for sure. Uh, gives Arroyo, who is a skilled fighter but doesn't have much buzz around her, if she could get a win off Macy Barber, you know, steal some of that shine for sure. Yeah, and it's a quality opponent for Macy they keep improving on too. So that's just why I love Yeah. All right. Uh, main, main event, Sadiq Youssef versus Edson Barboza. So Barboza gets almost taken out early here. Uh, and I think it's almost like people are writing him off right there and he survives somehow. And uh, he ends up coming back and winning this fight. Now, I mean, it was a close fight. Uh, I thought Barboza did enough to win, but it was a close fight. Could have gone either way. But Barbosa got the win. Uh, Youssef was a gentleman about it, too, and realized that, you know, he should have probably done more to put him out, take him out early. And uh, I think they uh, had nothing but nice things to say about it. So this was a great fight. I'll let you talk a little more about it. But my matchmaking that I really like on this one, I think you will. If it lines up, Calvin Cater, 
who had ACL surgery in October of last year. I believe that was his last fight. Takes six months to a year, assuming maybe he was on the six-month side and he's been back in there. Barboza's going to need some time off here, too. I think that would be a great fight. Stylistically, cater a guy who, uh, a little above him, but again, coming off an ACL injury, and stylistically, I think that fight would be very exciting. Oh, yeah, that'd be a super fun fight to watch for sure. I'd be down for that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a good fight to come back for Cater. You know what you're going to get with Barbosa. Um, You're not going to get a whole lot of grappling or anything like that. So that's what Cater would be looking for, for sure. So that's that's a great matchup. Um, As far as the fight. Yeah, Sadiq, I'm pretty sure got a 10 8 in the first round. And I think I gave every, every other round of Barbosa after that. So his ability to survive, you know. I don't remember how old he is. He's like 37 or something like that. So his chin at this point in the game still holding up. Um, and obviously his will and desire um, unmatched. So good for him. Excellent uh, determination to come back and get that win. No doubt. No doubt. All right, guys, that's going to about do it us for this week. Uh, Chevy, tell people we got coming up one more time. All right, October 28th, Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou on ESPN Plus pay-per-view. And then November 4th, UFC Fight Night, Lewis versus Almeida from Brazil. And then moving from one heavy heavyweight card to another heavyweight card, uh, November 11th, UFC 295, Jones versus Miocic for the heavyweight belt. All right, guys, we're here every Tuesday. Like and subscribe, and uh, you'll get that notification of uh, when we come on, and maybe you'll enjoy the content, all right? We appreciate you. Enjoy the fights this weekend. UFC 294 should be a good one. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week.